Welcome to the next episode of Beacon of Reason. Today, I'm also going to talk to someone. Next week, uh, Last week, I talked to uh, Cynthia Sue Larson, but this time we have another special guest. His name is Christopher Anatra. He is the CEO of NECS. I'm saying that correctly, right? Yes, you are. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to the show, um, Chris. Thank you very much. Happy to be, be here and, and talk to you. Yes. Well, same, uh, same for me as well. Um, we're going to talk about the Mandela effect um, because that is um, what you are mostly known for on YouTube. <laughs> That's wh what you came forward um, talking about. And yes. um, you are actually the first CEO of a company in the world that actually had to come forward to tell or to talk about the Mandela effect, and that is actually a real thing, and that it's actually affecting your company. Uh, could you tell us uh, something about that? Yeah, so what happened was uh, during the summer of 2019, um, things were just getting to be a little bit too intense for a while, especially with my technical support department. And um, I decided to put together a video that really spoke about the Mandela effect and quantum physics from a business point of view so that my customers could begin to appreciate what may be happening. Mm -hmm. And um, also too, to add just more to the conversation about um, the, from the whole Mandela effect community as well. So mm -hmm. just from bringing things from another angle. Yeah, because um, you got complaints, right? From, from customers. Um, that said there's something wrong with the data is that correct yeah as a matter of fact i was um <clears throat> you know having conversations with my technical support supervisor her name is cindy and i'm like cindy how often does this happen and she's like the better question is how often does it not happen <laughs> so <laughs> would, would call in a lot and they'd be like this report can't be correct like i know i did more than this or worse than or whatever this whatever the numbers were showing didn't seem to be correct according to their memory and then when that crossed over into products themselves, then that began, began to be a little bit uh, disconcerting as well. Like the spelling of names of things that they knew, because like, for example, my customers that are in the produce market have been selling avocados for, you know, 40, 50 or more years. Mm. And they knew how it was spelled. And all of a sudden it's like your, your software must be having a problem. It's, it's spelling it the wrong way with two S's. It's supposed to be two A's you know, or whatever the situation was. So yeah. when it began to cross over into the products besides the data, it became something that was more of a solid way that I could show, you know, what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's that's uh, something that you can't deny. When that happens, you need to address it uh, also to your clients. So that's, uh, and you made a great video about that. And it's got, it's got a lot of views, of course, because, um, yeah, it's uh, it's actually something that never ever happened in the past uh, it's the first time in history that um, this Mandela effect is going so um, so mainstream let's say um, or actually it's, it's not really going mainstream but it's uh, it's actually um, becoming a, a thing that you that you can't deny uh, especially when you see all these brands brand names change and you have all these yeah anomalies yeah yeah and I'm I'm just curious like for for yourself what was the it seems like there's always one big mandela effect that like wow what was like the what was the first one that really hit you hard um the first one that hit me hard was um i guess it was uh, there are so many and there yeah. I, I can say which one was the most um that was like it's undeniable that was the the world map changes uh, that was last year I was watching a Moneybags video, you know, Moneybags. Uh, he uh, he put, out, put out some great videos about the Mandela effect and still does that today. And uh, it was the, the, the position of South America, which really was like mind blowing to me as, uh, as well as uh, Australia. Those two were really, I was sitting there with chills uh, all over my body. And uh, as soon, I was on vacation at that moment. And um, when I came uh, home, the first thing that I did was go to my globe that I got from my parents when I was younger. And um, 
I, and it was standing on a, uh, on a closet, a quite large closet. So I could see, and the first thing I saw was South America, and I could see how bizarre that looked, that South America was so much eastward. And that gave me real chills because that was the moment that I had to accept that this was real. Before I could see it on Google Maps, and that was still a digital thing, but once you see it on your own globe, then you know, wow, this is great. Nobody came into my home and stole the globe and changed it. Yeah. It was actually really, really uh, changed. And uh, yeah, that was um, the moment that I, uh, I, I knew that this was not going to go away. So yeah. Exactly. It's, it's hard to argue with world changes, right? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was even like, that affected me so much too that um, you can't see it, but on my, I have a table over here. On my table, I actually bought a globe. And every day I look at it to, to, to try to find the new changes if, you know, as they appear. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And what was it for you? Was it also the, the world map or was it something else that triggered you? The, the thing that really made me like just stop like dead in my tracks mm -hmm. was the JFK assassination. Like that hit me like so hard, so yeah. hard because I like really looked into that like growing up and I knew there weren't six people in the car. And I knew the governor of Texas didn't get shot. He was in the limo behind. Yeah. And just the whole sequence of events, like Oswald goes on the run a lot longer. He isn't caught as quick. And then there's this police officer that's a JFK lookalike that gets shot. And like, what? Like, this was never at all part of part of what I remember. So, Yeah, yeah the car with six people in it, that was uh, also something that um, really blew me. Uh, and I see the Mona Lisa behind you. A version of it, I guess. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, that is the Prado Mona Lisa. Okay. Um, there's actually four Mona Lisas now that have entered into this timeline, into this reality. Um, oh. That's the Prado one. Uh, and the, by the way, they've all been accredited to uh, Da Vinci. They're not like, you know, they just came out of, you know, nowhere. Or someone copied them or made them up. So th this one is the Prado. Um, there's also the Islesworth Mona Lisa. There is also, well, the Mona Lisa we all know about, mm -hmm. which is Louvre. And mm -hmm. then there is a nude Mona Lisa, which is kind of like a sketch thing that, um, that, da Vinci, that is credited to Da Vinci as well. So, so all very interesting about what's yeah. going on with art and yes. mental effects and why it's happening. Yes. I'm actually working on a documentary uh, with a friend of mine who's an artist from Canada. And um, we're investigating. We're on... We're solving a mystery that I don't even know was a mystery to be solved. So we're, <laughs> we're in the middle of doing something really cool with that. And I'm actually going on my way to Italy in a few days. And oh, we've got a film, film, film crew coming with us. And that ought to be a lot of very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, sounds very. The, so you're saying that actually because I only thought there was one Nona Lisa. Was that also your thought at first? And were you surprised by the fact that there were more? Or did you always know this? <laughs> No, no, not at all. Like um, <laughs> the first thing that, that got me was like her new quirky smile. Like yeah. so she's yeah. not like she's like or I can't really do it, but she's got that quirky. It's a smile right. that before the smile was never there. So that yeah. boom, that hit me. And, yeah. you know, it's it really is something like does that like for me, I'm always looking for the hidden meaning of, mm -hmm. you know, it's in a Mandela effect besides yeah. just like, oh, wow, that's new. How'd that get there? Right. Um, yeah. Is Da Vinci trying to tell us something? You know, now that she's smiling, are we on the right path, or is something happening? Or so I'm looking into those those aspects as well. Yeah, yeah. I also believe that every uh, Mandela effect has a meaning, and um, yeah, this one is. Uh, I, I I think so too. It's a positive thing. Uh, before I I I I always, as a child, especially when I looked at that picture, I always thought. Uh, that she was very unhappy. She looked like, uh, yeah, she didn't have a good day, and uh, and now she's she's really smiling. You can't deny <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and, it's just yeah. yeah. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, and and that that means that that yeah, that's a positive change, right? If if it were the the opposite way, if she she <laughs> did smile and now she doesn't anymore, then that would be bad news, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but, exactly. Yeah. We don't want that to happen. No, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, I always thought, thought it was very odd that there was this movie uh, with uh, Julia Roberts uh, called Mona Lisa Smile when I thought she doesn't smile. So why did they, did they call it like that? But maybe 
uh, they meant that she did that. That's actually about women who are very unhappy and uh, can't really smile, right? So that was my my thought about it. But now yeah, she well, does. There's a lot, there's like other things to be aware of as well, because there's a lot of things that are like that where the, the system hasn't caught up. Um, that's the best way for me to describe it because there, there's different levels and layers to how you can look at what's going on. You know, there's the 10,000 foot view looking down all information, good, bad, doesn't matter. It's information flowing. And then you can go to other levels of the earth game and see what's happening. And, and you begin to like put, Put things together and you begin to realize that a lot of times when these mandela effects happen the system isn't quite caught up enough for it to like go back properly and make all the proper adjustments so mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example um last night i premiered a video about um world war ii insertions that i had never heard about before and these are like all like really interesting things, uh, the hooligan Navy and, and all that defending the, you know, the East Coast of the United States because the U.S. Navy couldn't handle it. How come there aren't like a thousand movies, not just one movie, but like a thousand movies about that? Like that would, or TV series, nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I also, uh, one other thing that really struck me was uh, the... Um, the uh, the Statue of Liberty, Liberty. Uh, not so much the position because I wasn't really aware which island it was on, but the fact that people uh, that it was actually attacked, you know, by by terrorists, uh, and what? by German terrorists and Germans, yeah, yes, yeah. I you know I remember George W. Bush saying after 9/11, this is the first time that the United States, you know, have been uh, or New York especially has been attacked, you know, uh, by outside forces by terrorists. Great point. And absolutely, it's not the first time anymore. And no, the Germans, not. right? You must have learned that at school. Uh, why didn't you? When did, why didn't they teach you that at school? It's a very important part of history. I, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to add more to about World War One. The the German terrorists um, mm. that blew up the Tom Island uh, ammunition uh, storage facility. When the, when they blew it up, um, part of the shrapnel actually hit the torch. It was like a hole in one. Hit the torch at the statue, and from that point, it damaged it. And from that from that day forward, no one has been allowed to go up into the to climb up into the torch. But I have so many friends that are like, of course, I've been to the torch. And they remember the narrow little staircase they had to walk up to get right up to the torch. It's been closed since like 1916. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's when you think about that. Um, I, I I heard a lot of stories and I've actually I, I think there are people who say they have pictures of it, although I had never seen one of uh, of that place where they were really were up there and made a picture of uh, New York, but uh, so either these pictures are gone or that's also have, have something to that. I think that if uh, I think that if time goes on, we will find out more about it, and I guess there will be residual evidence of that as well. Um, yeah. What is what is the thing that um, because right now you're you're investing a lot of time and effort into this. Uh, this phenomenon. Uh, what is the thing that is right now most on your mind when it comes to the Mandela effect? Um, did you find new things? Did you uh, discover new things? Uh, or did, did you have new insights about it? Whoa, I have a lot of new insights. And um, there's a lot of things that it's going to sound like science fiction. It's going to mm -hmm. sound like like fantasy, like, like what? Um, but there's a lot of things that I want to bring forward that just can't be, that can't be denied that have to be laid out in a certain way so that people can see the sequence of events for why mm -hmm. things are happening. And there's a lot of things going on. One of the things that, that people talk about is uh, in the future, they talk about disclosure, for example, like, you know, we're finally going to know that we're not the only intelligent life in, in the solar system or in the, in the galaxy of the universe, whatever. But mm -hmm. It actually goes beyond that because, because disclosure is not just going to be about the ETs. It's going to be like, what, angels exist? And if angels exist, demons exist? And unicorns exist? And this exists? Like, what? So it's going to be, over the upcoming years, there's going to be a lot of interesting things that are 
now going to slowly be able to be revealed. And I believe that because we're, we're building a basis for understanding the holographic nature of our reality, it's going to make all these disclosure type things like easier to happen because I believe in other timelines, like disclosure was already put forward and it didn't like go well. It didn't really go well. People like they couldn't believe their government lied to them. Mm. You know, they didn't want to even go to work anymore. They just felt so despondent. So there has to be like a good proper base for people to begin to understand. And then they could go to the next level to be able to understand that our eyes only pick up so much of the light frequencies that are out there. I don't know what percentage it is, but it's very, very low and less than 5% of everything that's going on around us. So yeah. when we become more aware of these things, that's going to be very interesting. So like I'm building a basis for like, Oh, by the way, here's a concept you should know about. Here's another concept you should know about. Oh, um, I want to explain something called timeline paradoxes, which are like really interesting as well. But all these things like leading up so that people could be like, oh, that's why that makes sense now. And oh, now, now that ties these things in together in ways they just didn't have any idea of before. But like a, an intricate puzzle piece, they just like the pieces fit perfectly together. So that's that's kind of what what my kind of mission is in what I'm trying to do in my little corner of my little YouTube channel. Yeah. Sounds very, very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that we are in a very special time and, um, and it's still, um, you see that the world is still going its way like, like it did before, but still you see that there are cracks in the, you, you could say in the matrix or cracks in, in the, the reality. Uh, that show us that something very particular is going on. Do you think that, um, because we know about the Mayans, um, a prediction for 2012, um, that was a lot of fuzz about that during that time. Do you think that something uh, did happen in 2012 and that that relates to this? You know, in 2012 is, um, you know, that like, the sequence of events and everyone being all excited about 2012 and what could possibly happen. I was completely asleep. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Asleep back then. Um, little in 2013, I got a little bit of my awakening with the Berenstein bears, etc. But I know the Mayans were onto something and it could have been like the, the beginning of an end of an era. It's almost like this, the dawn of a new era is, is going to, the, the sun is going to begin to rise and maybe in, in 2012, it was just before the, the the daylight starts to break through. And I think now in 2020, we're full on daybreak. We can see daybreak starting to happen, age of Aquarius going into full swing. Um, and that's the other thing, too. These Mandela effects have really pointed me into a spiritual direction as well, which I never mm -hmm. expected to go into. Never expected it. But you take that's science, you take spirituality. They're two sides of the same coin. They don't really get along, but <laughs> once they do, then the, so much progress is going to be made. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you could actually say that 2012 for you was, although you were still asleep back then, but it was like the starting point of your awakening that after that, soon after that, the first thing yes. started to happen. And uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. And that, that, what, um, what do you, so, what do you so, think? What do you think happened in 2012? Like, what's your opinion? I think that um, nothing happened and yet something happened. Okay. <laughs> I remember, um, I was very aware back then about 2012. I read a lot of uh, things about it and um, I didn't have real expectations about it because I'm also a very down-to-earth person. So I do have a very spiritual side, but also have a very, um, yeah, you could say skeptic side or maybe skeptic is maybe too hard, but... Um, You're very grounded. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So I have these two sides of myself. So I just, I, th I thought, well, maybe something is going to happen. We'll see. Uh, it turned out that the 21st of December, I remember very well, was a very dull day <laughs> when it comes to weather as well. It was was rainy and uh, cloudy and uh, not very, um, uh, and it was very quiet. That's what I remember. It was a very quiet day outside, not a lot of people. It, the, it was like the sounds were less so that was something that i noticed but it was also 
a day like, okay, so this is a day to go inside yourself. This is not a day to go outside. Today is for introspection. Uh, so that's what I did that day. It was a very, yeah, um, stay inside day. And after that, I just went on with my life and I thought, you know what, the whole 2012 thing, let's just uh, throw that aside and just uh, go on. Uh, right. But then, yeah, um, things started happening uh, and it was the Mandela effect. Uh, it, it took a while. I think it was 2015 or maybe even 2016. I think it was 2016. Yeah, that I was first hit by the Mandela effect. And you just asked me what was the first thing. And I just seriously can't. I think it was. Yeah, it was We Are The Champions. There was a, a YouTube video um, with Julia Roberts uh, and other uh, actors in the car singing We Are The Champions. And then they were all flabbergasted that there were no... <laughs> There yeah. was no uh, of the world at the end. Yeah, and that was, uh, was <laughs> he's like, this is harsh, man, or whatever he said. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a very funny video, but it was also also for me like, oh, wow, this is actually already mainstream because normally all these th theories, they remain on the Internet. But before I was aware of it, it was already like, uh, you know, um, on a, a sketch uh, on national television or well, in the United States then. But um so yeah that was uh, uh 20, 2016 was the year that i was aware and then i also remembered because of that that uh i had earlier uh, reality shifts that now finally made sense uh because when i was a little child uh i i was um operated twice on my left eye the muscles of my left eye they weren't very active so they had to uh, cut a little bit so they uh, both eyes could work better. Uh, the first one was when I was two, and the second one was when I was six years old. And the one when I was six years old, um, I remember very, very well. Um, that's that kind of age when when you get operated, that makes a lot of impact, and that you know you you don't forget that. So I remember, and I do have a very good memory when it comes to sequence of events and uh, and and that stuff, uh, episodical uh, memory. So I remember the hospital after, um, uh, I remember my mother saying, uh, because I always uh, came for um, uh, checkups uh, to a, an eye hospital that was really focused on eye um, um, uh, stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, my mother said, we're not going to that hospital. We're going to another hospital and that's where you're going to be operated. So she prepared me for it psychologically and so we went to that hospital and it was actually the hospital i was born as well it was the same hospital and i remember after the operation that i was very very sick because of the narcosis that i had and um i i was looking at the yellow floor because the floor was yellow and the yellowish the yellow um, um, color made me even more sick so i had to almost throw up and i remember that uh, later, I talked to my mother about it and I said, why did I actually have to go to that other hospital? And she said to me, you didn't go to that other hospital. We went to the eye care hospital, uh, not to the, that hospital you were born in. Wow. And I said, that's, that's not possible because I actually studied. Um, I am a speech language uh, therapist and I did my studies across that hospital. And I actually went to that hospital several, time, several times for uh, uh, um, internship or um, um, sometimes for lessons that I had. Uh, and the first thing I always noticed was that yellow floor that was, oh, yeah, I remember that yellow floor that made me sick back then. And I said that to my mother and she said, absolutely not. You were operated in the eye care hospital. And for me, I thought, well, either you have a very bad memory or I don't. I know I don't because I know that I was very sick. Um, but then when I saw that Mandela effect, I, I thought, oh, this is it. And it happened a lot uh, earlier than I thought, actually. So, uh, yeah. That's, See, that's, uh, what, that's what happens too. a lot of times we discount or people like the personal Mandela effects are hard to speak about because other people don't have a point of reference. But when they when they hit you like that one and it's mm -hmm. personal, you can actually maybe some people would doubt themselves to be like, well, well, I was six years old. Maybe I just imagined it all. But you have such mm -hmm. a definitive memory of it. So and the personal ones sometimes make a bigger difference. I've had personal ones. I'm like, I don't like 
that wasn't there before or whatever it was. Yeah, that really yeah. affects you. Yeah. 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 And also what's very um, important to mention, because I think there is a correlation between the Mandela effect and near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences. Because during that operation, uh, I remember the uh, seeing the operation uh, and I thought that was normal. I saw... Uh, I, w- I was having this bird view from the ceiling of all the doctors that were, you know, around me and uh, trying to uh, operate me. Uh, and uh, I also had the feeling of time speeding up. So they were talking really fast and walking really fast. And a few years later, I said that to my mother. I said, yeah, I remember when, when they operated me, I saw all the doctors and they were talking really fast and walking really fast. And and my mother said, that's not possible. When you're under no- narcosis, you cannot, you know, you cannot know what's happening and then i realized after i read about out-of-body experiences that that was one that i actually had one and well that was the day that was operated and that's the mandela effect for me or that's the the reality shift for me so something happened during that time and i make that connection because one and one is two for me so do you also think that there is a correlation between out-of-body experiences and reality shifts I was going to say that seems to be a theme that I hear pretty commonly. I know for myself, I had gotten into a a really, really bad car accident. I fell asleep at the wheel, literally drove off a cliff. Um, when I came to, I was outside my car. My car was like a pretzel. I even know where the engine of the, the whole front of the car was gone. Everything it was like completely crushed. And I was somehow outside my car without wow. a scratch on me. And like when the rescue people came, they were like, how are you still alive? It didn't even make any sense to them, even if I was ejected out of the car. So yeah, these type of things, near-death experiences I hear a lot, and also something called, people call the dark night of the soul, where Mm -hmm. basically go through like a really rough patch in their life. And I I went through one of those too around 2015, um, beginning of 2016, where I was going through this like really dramatic divorce and I tried so hard to make it work and all these different things. And uh, we had two kids together. I was like, really, really, I remember yeah. being on the floor sobbing and blah. So like these types of things also um, yeah. can be catalysts for um, your high, I'll call it your higher self, which is the term yeah. most people use to actually become more fully integrated with you, you know, bit by bit, but sometimes it needs a way in and sometimes near death, dark night of the soul, whatever these dramatic events are, can can help it um, become more into your awareness and into your knowingness. Very interesting. I th- I think that's that's right. Yeah, because if I I feel, if I look at my own life, uh, the moment that I uh, realized new Mandela effects, that was especially in the beginning, was always around, or actually just after tur- turmoil, or just around the times of turmoil. So yeah, I uh, think so too. But right now. Um, I think it's going its own way. And even if there's no turmoil, it's still yes. going on. Yes. And yes, exactly. it's, it's like once you're awake, you, you cannot fall asleep anymore. And um, uh, I've had personal reality shifts happening very uh, a lot um, d- during the past few months as well. Did you also have personal reality shifts happening this year? or? Yeah, I mean, all, all kinds of really interesting things. One is um, on my way to work, which I've been... Th- down this road, it goes over a causeway, you know, by the water. I live near the coast of Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. I used to ride my bike there all the time when I was a teenager. And then I bought a house that was near there. So I drive by it literally twice a day for the last 20 years. Um, all of a sudden, these two islands popped up with like ancient trees on them. <laughs> never, never there before. <laughs> and then this, like, it's not like just the tide went out. It was like, these are islands that are that are there. And then there is this big, um, there's this house. It's like an older, like a, uh, like built in, in the 1700s. All of a sudden I go by it one day and it's got this big, like yellow sundial on the side. And I'm like, that wasn't there yesterday. And so the next day I was going by it with my son, um, who's in his early twenties. And I asked him to get out of the car and ask the people in the house how long the sundial is there. And the, and the guy just said, I don't know when it was put there, but it's been there a long time. And I'm like, no, it hasn't. <laughs> so wow. I was taking a shower. I'm taking a shower and I have like this custom built shower in my house. And I always know where I stand. And then all of a sudden it's like 
next to the wall. So now I got to take a shower with my shoulder against the wall. And I'm like, wow, what? Like, yeah hologram get things right like this now i'm not comfortable <laughs> yeah. anymore so yeah <laughs> yeah it's, yeah, uh, it's little personal ones that kind of get you yeah it's very interesting that you're talking about a sundial because yes uh, last week i talked to cynthia sue larson and she had her, her first reality shift was with a sundial her first real reality shift she was with colleagues and she was walking outside and suddenly she noticed a sundial that wasn't there before so that's yes. very interesting that you yeah. have that as well i'm yeah. gonna I'm just going to say something about the sun too. Like my, my personal belief is that the sun is more than just, you know, a star, our star that's giving us heat and, and, you know, energy and so forth. But mm -hmm. the sun is also a portal. The sun is a way to go from one place of, of the galaxy to another. And when comets go into the sun, they're not getting dissolved. They might actually be going someplace, but basically yeah. we're getting codes from the sun that mm -hmm. are doing things to upgrade our DNA, et cetera. And then what happens is, you know, you know, in your part of the world, do they have the chemtrails that they're spraying in the skies? Yeah, there um, are chemtrails that are all, all of the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. what one of the purposes is to that, it's like getting a download. So you're getting a download of an MP3 file or something, and then something breaks the connection. Even if the connection starts again, it's not going to play because it's a broken file. So mm -hmm. things like those chemtrails, one of their many purposes is to like stop or block these transmissions so that we don't get the full upgrade. So the, yeah, the sun is a whole other subject. The sun is quite, yeah. quite remarkable. Yeah, it, it, it and it changed uh, because I remember um, when I was a kid, it was uh, always a yellow uh, yes. sun. Yes, yes. Didn't matter which time of day, of course, during, uh, you know, in the, the afternoon, uh, during uh, like it's one hour or, or two o'clock, then it was the brightest, but it was still yellow. And right now it's act actually, it's practically white all day, uh, yes. except for for dawn and for uh, sunset. And uh, yeah, that's something that I noticed during this century, the beginning of this century that suddenly changed, maybe even before the beginning of this century. Um, but that was, uh, yeah, that was something that um, that also changed. And um, it's either that the sun has become brighter or that that was a Mandela effect as well, that suddenly the reality changed uh, and it w was always this way. I don't know. Yeah, I, re I remember I spotted the sun being that way. It was around 2006. I went on a vacation down to my, into Miami and I'm laying out in the sun and I'm like, oh my God, it's so bright. Like what is going on with this sun? And yeah. then that was, that was my first exposure to that. Something's, something's definitely different with the sun. And even yeah. in the solar system, all the Mandela effects with um, mm -hmm. Jupiter has, I don't know, 80, 70, 80 moons now, 67, I don't even know. It used to have like maybe 20 something. Um, yeah. you know, the, the planet Uranus has rings. I thought just Saturn had rings and like all, there's all these solar system yeah. Mandela effects as well. So it's not just us here on the, on, on the earth hologram. No, no, definitely not. No. Yeah, so the Mandela effect, it's something that, you know, you can, we can talk hours about this. There is so, so much going on. And um, there are also these flip-flops that, you know, um, something changes and then it changes back to the original thing. And I remember that you also mentioned something about that, that you experienced this, that you had a very anchored memory about this. Um, could you tell us about that? Um, yeah, that was about... Um um the Flintstones the cartoon and mm -hmm. I always remember it being Flint like F-L-I-N-T like the just the black stone that you would like make fire with and it made perfect sense and um at the time um my girlfriend at the time she was um very much no it's Flintstones and she was right F-L-I-N there was no T inside of it so we were going back and forth. It was like like a kind of like an argument we had for a few days. And I'm like, no, it's Flint. And she's like, you're crazy. It's Flint and I can prove it to you. And then like a week or so later, it switched back to Flint. And then she was like, I don't know what's going on, but science will answer this. And I'm like, I'm not waiting for science to answer this. I want to piece this out of my own. So science is telling me I'm confused and I don't, I don't believe that I'm confused. So right, yeah, right. so the flops get you too. <laughs> yeah. So right now it's flint stones again, right? Uh, I, I haven't checked, but I, 
<laughs> it might have changed it again. Flint. It should be Flint now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with these things, I always have a difficulty because um, I wasn't re really a big fan of the Flintstones. I remember seeing it a lot on television, but I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, and I was certainly paying attention to the spelling. So for me, that's something that, you know, I, I can be sure of. Uh, and that's um, for me with a lot of spellings that happens. Uh, and I guess it's, and I am very, very, um, uh, very good at spelling actually. And I'm always, I always correct people when they <laughs> make mistakes about us with spelling. Um, but um yeah, but but for example, Kit Kat for me, that was also uh, there was a dash between Kit and Cat, and I have a very anchored memory. I talked about that um, uh, in my um, um, hard evidence video uh, podcast. So um, yeah, so I do have some of them, but um, yeah, you have to also be very honest when you don't know, right? <laughs> when something. Yeah, if something's not clear for me, like someone will be like, I know that's a Mandela effect, but I'm like, you know what? I don't know anything about that. So yeah, it's a movie quote or whatever. Like, I'm like, I don't really know. So, but you, right. I just tend to gravitate towards the ones that really I'm familiar with. But that's true. Yeah. Yeah. For me as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just Did had, I also, just, go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you also um, see, because we, we, we talked about map changes. Um, did you see changes in the, um, in your direct environment, and not just you, you mentioned that you saw some some islands that weren't there before. But on the map, did you see that, for example, um, the the shape of maybe your state is different, or something closer to home, or did you only see things that were farther away from you? Yeah, when it that that's a good point because a lot of times you can't uh, quantum zeno effect or quantum entanglement mm. i know cynthia sue larson speaks about this too but when you're yeah. really close to something it's hard to like you don't really see in, it because you're in that we'll call it bubble of reality it's hard yeah. to actually like see beyond that so yeah. yeah so i haven't besides like islands that have just popped up that weren't there before and, yeah. and by the way these aren't huge islands they're probably like maybe 40 mm. or 50 feet across mm. but um, those were pretty obvious to me, but as far as like the geography of Connecticut, I haven't noticed any any changes. But when I look at Italy and Sicily, right. like yeah. Italy's now at a like sideways almost, and it's just yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah. Just... yeah, I haven't noticed anything about my country as well. Um, but indeed, uh, Italy and Sicily, uh, that was, um, uh, that's really changed. That's, um, and I actually, um, I, I talked about to my, uh, to my father and my mother, um, when I was visiting them and I was mentioning some Mandela effects without telling them what it was actually like. I just asked them, where does Sicily lie compared to, uh, to Italy and these questions. And uh, then I showed them where Sicily was at. And then my, my father said, well, I remember we, we visited uh, there and we had to take a boat trip for at least an hour to come yeah. to Sicily from, from Italy. And now you can just you know, cross over. I think there's actually a bridge there, right? Or, or maybe they're going to build a bridge. You know what? Maybe. I did a, I did a little, like a little bit of research on that. I remember they were saying that during the time of the Roman Empire, because it was so close, they were yeah. there's some kind of a project of making a bridge with these big barrels or something. They were, but it was yeah. never actually constructed. But I have no idea what's what's there now. And now Sardinia yeah. is huge. Like Sardinia used yeah. to be like a tiny little island. Now it's like where'd Sardinia come from? Wow, it's big. Very so, good, big, yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah, lots of things, lots of lots of things like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the Strait of Gibraltar, that's something that I also noticed that it was, that's very narrow right now, and that what you used to be, and the, the Mediterranean Sea in general, uh, I think that was, um, that changed because um, uh, it was bigger in my memory, and uh, it looks also small now, so that's, um, yeah. Do you also have the idea that the Earth that we're on right now is smaller than where we originally came from, the reality we came from? Yeah, because some people have, um, I've heard people remark about that, that have done more research into it than I have. And sometimes when we move to these different realities, many worlds theory, you know, et cetera, like the size of the Earth could be slightly different and the lo longitude and latitude of a location can change as well. So 
and the, the moon, like one of the things I try to do now is like look at an image of the moon, how the craters are to see like, oh, is the moon changing too? Um, because I believe that there's changes in the moon as well. I think we have a different, we have a different sun. I think we have a different moon than we've had as well. So, yeah. Uh, now I'm going to play the devil's advocate and the devil's, devil's advocate is going to say that, um, you know, these are just, um, we know that word. These are just false memories that you're having. What would you say to that person? <laughs> it's like my the conversation of my life. Um, <laughs> so it's you know when when I when that's a good point because one of the things you know and it's hard to argue with that because people can prove to you, you know, what whatever it was they can here's a world map like Italy yeah. and Sicily have always been this way like they yeah. can prove it to you but yeah, usually. What I usually try to do is find something that they like, I find across the board that most people agree with. For me here in the United States, the one thing that's the biggest um, that 99% of the people agree with on is I'm like, well, um, I'll say this, like you've heard of this product called Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing. Everyone says, of course I've heard of Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing. Boom then they're, they're already hooked. When you tell them it's never existed, it's always been craft. They're like, no, it hasn't. It's Stouffer's. And you can't just like make, it's not like all these people have just made up this funny name. Like I just happen to remember Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing. <clears throat> and then by the way, the whole stuffing thing goes into another layer of something that I talk about that about our reality and how that works, um, which is a very interesting topic as well. But to answer your question, um, I'll, I'll usually find something that, that people will agree to. And if it's not that, it could be the way Georgia O'Keeffe's name is spelled or something with two E's, two F's, just like looks really weird and wrong. And there's usually something I could find where people will like agree with it. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. that's, that's been my strategy and that's kind of worked. And I have to be careful about it because sometimes people are like not really ready to hear these things. Um, they just need more, you know, I call it a wake up date. It's like an expiration date on a product or a wake up date on a person. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not, their higher self is like, they're not ready to wake up until 2024. Give them some room, you know, right. <laughs> they'll get there. Don't worry. Just don't force yeah. it on. So, True. but the ones that are ready, then they, they, they will come and continue to ask questions and really want to get yeah. to the bottom of things. Yeah. I also believe that practically everyone, um, it, it, it depends on how long you are already on this earth, but um, I think everyone above 35 must have at least one um, a Mandela effect and maybe even below 35. Um, but I, I think, yeah, and I think that's the way to go um, because, yes, I noticed that uh, you can always find something that people agree on. And um, uh, one, one great thing was um, the... Um, uh, oh, yeah, that was also something that I wanted to mention. Uh, the Haas, you call it Haas avocado, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's actually a, um, uh, that's also a Dutch word. It's, I think it's also a German word. I think it's actually a German. Uh, it comes from German, but uh, it's also a Dutch word, which means um, um, not, it, there is a difference between rabbit and, uh, do you have in English a, a difference between a rabbit and, no, I don't. You, you, a rabbit, oh, rabbit and a bunny, maybe? Is that a difference, or is it the same? Well, rabbit is more specific. There's like a, something called a hare, jackrabbits. There are different types of rabbits. Okay, so in Dutch we have a, a, a konijn, which is rabbit, and then we have haas, which is a little larger uh, version of the rabbit. Okay, um, interesting. And um, yeah, and so for me, it's very. Um, very logical that when you have a product called Haas, that you pronounce as Haas, not Haas, that you write it in a foreign way, like it's from the original language, right? With two A's. So yeah. for me, that's like, that must be a, 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 an enormous mind opening thing uh, when you realize that that product is actually now Haas. Because why would you pronounce it? There's no reason for an English speaking person to say has, uh, to say has, I'm sorry, to say has to something that doesn't have two A's. Do yeah. you ever say 
ah to anything that's written with one a and then two s's no, no. right and and it is so, yeah because it was the german botanist's last name it and it's yeah. a name that like this h-a-a-s like i remember always like seeing it and in my i even i would be like oh there's a hoss like i'd actually like because it did it was not something normal that you would pronounce that way so yeah. i totally agree with you there yeah yeah so this is uh, yeah this is something that you can throw at people's faces like you know why do we do you pronounce it like that that's really strange right yeah yeah and um i i also just um this weekend i think i saw uh, an episode of the, it was the nanny an old episode of the nanny and um um, it was uh, about a musical that some children were performing. And um, um, at one moment, uh, one of the children sang or said, uh, you like me, you really like me. You know, and oh, <laughs> that's also one of, yeah, yeah. one of the phrases that changed that was never said by, um, I've just forgot her name. Um, Sally, Sally, Sally Alex Fields. Yeah, actually, it's Field now, right? Oh, yeah, Sally sorry. Fields. <laughs> yeah. yeah is it really sally field not fields that's that would be interesting yeah it's field right now yeah it used to be fields that, in the other reality <laughs> it's, ne it's never been fields but it is field right now yeah okay okay yeah yeah so yes there there are more of mandela effects about her you can actually check it out when you google it um then you will find um some uh, videos actually moneybags also made some videos about that as well okay he's yeah. made so many videos like hundreds of yeah. them i honestly yeah. don't have time to watch them but when the ones i have watched have been really really cool makes yeah. you be like oh what's going on yeah yeah absolutely yeah 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 so an amazing uh, library that he has yeah. um what what do you think where are we going with the reality shifts do you think that they're they're going to happen more and more and more um, and where, where is it leading to, according to your vision? Um, I think my, my personal belief is that they're going to be happening more and more. And not only are they going to be happening more and more, they're going to be like become more undeniable. Like right. people are going to really, really begin to question things. And it's part of this awakening process. Some people call it ascension process which means we're going up in timelines where, you know, there's a, like for all of us, there's a version of ourselves on a, on the, on a higher timeline, which is really, really where we want to get to. We've got great health. We've got all of our mental faculties. We've got blah, blah, um, you know, all of our spiritual gifts are turned on and operating and, you know, we're there in service to others and et cetera. So <clears throat> I believe that we're on a path, a trajectory that's just going to keep going up, almost like up leveling in a game. So when you're playing a game, you go to another level, another level, and another level. So these Mandela effects are signs that hey, we're actually, and I believe it's that we're actually up leveling. We're not we're not down leveling. And also too, like one of the ways to like I'm finding to um, accelerate it is to be unpredictable. The, the, the system has prediction models for everyone like, oh, you're not going to do this. You're just going to stay in that country and just work your job till you die or, or whatever it is. You're not going to travel. You're not going to explore. You're not going to. So yeah. I believe that when you make when you be, start to become unpredictable, all of a sudden you can open yourself up to meeting someone you would have never met before. Um, if I never created that video last summer about the Mandela effect in my business, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. So. Right. I was unpredictable. Like my board of directors was like, no, don't do it. I'm sure the system was like, he's never going to do that. He's not going to jeopardize his, his lucrative software company because people might think he's like way out there or something. But guess what? Like I did something that broke their prediction model. So when we start doing those types of things, then the system just can't keep up. Like not just me, not just you, but when more and more people start doing the unpredictable, that's going to like accelerate things for everything, for everyone will be quantum jumping into higher timeline potentials. And it's not just us as an individual, we can do it in groups. Even the entire planet can just like go up a level. And the whole concept, like with the 99 monkeys, like when there's a certain amount of consciousness that becomes aware 
of something and, and know something, it just spreads. Like the light just mm. spreads, even to those that aren't ready for the light or may not be ready to like embrace it. But when 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 enough people do, it begins just to change the whole thinking and mentality of of a world, which is what we're doing. Yeah. So what is that system you're talking about that's trying to keep people in line? What 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 is that according to you? Well, you know, there could be different ways to to look at it. Um, um, you know, I call it, and others have called it, and I just copy it, is a system of domination and control, um, which is primarily made up of, let's say, the religious centers, which attempt to, uh, world religions that try to attempt to tell you that your best way to, to interact with God. Don't listen to us. Don't listen to Buddha. Listen to the Pope. Or don't listen to the Pope. Listen to the Dalai Lama or, or whatever it is. So there's mm -hmm. like, there's a religious arm of it. There is a financial arm of it, which keeps us in debt. It keeps people working. It keeps people like chasing after this fake money, which is ridiculous. Um, when pe I mean, most people realize that the whole money currency thing is crazy, but we still do it because that's how we, that's how we exchange. That's our way of exchanging energy now. So you got the financial system that tries to lock you down. You try to go to college. You got like horrible debt you got to pay until you're like 50 years old. You're paying off your college loans or whatever it is. So you, you've got like that going on and then you've got the whole government, political, military, which also is another arm of the domination and control. You just turn on the news. Like to me, I tell people like the first step and it's not something you fight against. You just walk out on it. Like I've walked yeah. out on the news. Like I'll listen to the weather because yeah. I want to know what the weather's going to be. But I don't know what's going on with Trump or this person or that person or Prince Henry or who some somebody wants to leave. I, I don't like I hear little snippets of things, but I'm like, I'm I, I'm just like not tuned into what the system wants me to hear. Um, right. I'm trying to live my life, you know, based upon the way I want to live it and the information that I want to access when I'm ready to access it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I also think that uh, people um, um, make themselves very important. You know, these people you're talking about. Uh, but once you don't listen to them or don't or actually ignore them, they, they, you just you just let them do their thing and you go your own way, then they are losing that power. Exactly. And I believe, and I believe that's a very um, um, energetic thing. It's not so much that they're right now uh, like they're losing all their physical power right now, but something energetically is happening that is like a a train that is going faster and faster and faster and faster. And that can be stopped once it's going. And I think it has been going for a while already. And I think that that's happening right now. Because if you look at the amount of people who still watch CNN, for example, that's record low. Um, nobody watches it anymore. Still, it's still operating like nothing happens. And they're still pretending that a lot of people are still watching and taking <laughs> notes of it and taking it seriously. But I think that a lot of the, the statistics that they actually have are not even close to what is really happening. Because I I don't, you know, if you look at younger people, especially uh, um, 20, uh, 20 year olds, um, they never watch television or they never pick up a newspaper. Um, they are somewhere else and they have they are in their own world and it's not that that world is always that good because some are really uh, addicted to for example instagram and um uh, that's things that thing and that's also i think uh, addictive and a, a sort of programming for me that's how i see it um but um it's still um there is there is still th the power that these people had is not um Um, it's fading and you see it everywhere. When you look at yes. the world, you see it happening. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The, 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 that power is definitely waning. I remember when I was younger, everything used to be like watching the news and this, the six o'clock news is going to start. Da, 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 da. You know, Walter Cronkite is going to tell you what's going on in the world or whatever, whatever it was. That influence yeah. is just like plummeted <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I don't even know who the major anchors are in any of the ne news networks. I, I don't know any of them. 
And, and I'm happy not to know. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I do actually, I still follow a, a, a bit of the news still, although I, uh, I do it less than before. And, uh, um, and it's, it comes in waves sometimes, but I, I actually have the feeling that sometimes I need to pay attention um, just to say, uh, to, 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 to take another course, like, to say, okay, no, I don't want this. So that's not going to happen. And then it doesn't happen. That's yeah. the funny thing about it. Yeah, I talked about yeah. that with Cynthia as well last week. Yeah. Um, um, for example, uh, in 2018, there was this nuclear threat of North Korea. And um, um, it looked really bad. And then suddenly there were peace talks. And that nice. was out of the question that that happened. And it still happened because a lot of people said no to that. And um, I think that's the power that we have. And I think we still underestimate the power that we have. Yeah, that's true. The human consciousness field is quite remarkable once we start understanding how to tap into that. Because I know some people that are like have psychic skills and they're, they can tap into the human consciousness field and actually get news reports and get very interesting information that's, that's coming through that. Um, that's going to, that's going to, like over the next, I don't know how many years, let's say within 10 years, like I think the world is like really, really going to, change to, to what it's been. So I really yeah. do. I can imagine the first time that you came forward with this, that you had this fear that we all have, it's in our system uh, of well, what's going to happen now? Are, am I going to lose clients? Is this going to ruin my career maybe, or my, my, my company? Um, did you have that? And second question is what actually happened? I, did that happen or did I, I had that honestly for about 10 seconds. My board of directors tried to like jam it into me like for, for another 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But you know what my bigger fear was? My bigger fear is I, I wouldn't say anything. Like here I am in possession of, of information that I could at least share in my own way. What happens mm -hmm. if I get hit by a bus tomorrow or something happens that I never had that opportunity to share? Um, right. So that that became my, <laughs> my bigger fear. So. Right. Yeah, so I felt mm. like there's a little something you know, for, that I can do at my part, and I just mm. I just became so, you know, put my blinders on, and I just wanted to do it, and I just even though I got all the static, don't do it, be careful, you're going to lose money, and this is going to happen, clients are going to be turned away, I didn't, and one of the, one of the ways I looked at it, I'm like, you know, so some of my some of my clients, um, you know, they're they're aware of what I'm doing, and um, mm. a lot of them like just. They, they just don't get it and, and that's okay because they're not they're not really ready to get it but mm. I and I kind of knew that I knew a lot of them would be like quantum physics and hot avocados I'm sorry it just doesn't <laughs> I just don't get it like I just need to sell sell more products and I'm, I'm worried about getting the food to the restaurants on time or you know whatever mm. it is so yeah so I my, basically I, I knew that um, I was taking a risk but it would be a bigger risk for me mentally, emotionally, internally, not to take the risk. And that, that's the way like genuinely feel like genuinely feel. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, um, even though you had that for 10 minutes, 10 seconds, that thought or that, that fear, uh, I, I, I just take a guess. It didn't come true at all. Right. You, you just, uh, yeah, not that much. It's funny. Even the guy that was like videotaping it for me, he was like, mm -hmm. Like, Chris, you sure you want to do this? Like, because he specializes in just like doing videos for businesses and stuff. He's like, are you sure you want to make this video? So I was getting it from it. Like, I was literally getting it almost from everyone, even the guy that was behind the camera. He's like, whoa. So I'm like, yes, we're doing it. Keep the camera rolling. Yes. We're, we're live. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, um, it turns out fine once you um, you take that that step to talk and I think it's important that we talk to each other about it but I, I also agree with you that you need to be caution uh, have caution with it um, that you um, when you see someone is not ready then you leave them you know, because that's free will also um, and I also think that this is not a religion so we don't need to convert people into it uh, we don't need to even convince them uh, it's either that we seek people that also have that experience so we can exchange that experience and um, yes. can reach out to each other and, and find um, the reason for why this is all happening and where is it going. And 
I think we all have a piece of the puzzle and we can yes. can help each other with that. So I think that is also what the yeah, the Mandela effect community online is doing. And um, you also you had this this uh, conference of, uh, a few months ago, um, and you have videos about that as well, right? Um, yeah, where and there's more there's more to be released. We only released about half of them. There's actually okay. there's um, three days of panel discussions that we had, and then uh -oh. there was um, Kimberly Lynn Hansen, who's an artist from uh, Edmonton, Canada, who creates mm -hmm. multi-dimensional art that actually like talks to you. Um, uh, I don't want to say talk, but it's kind of funny. Mm. Like during one of the presentations, <laughs> one of the um, interviews I gave, we were talking about um, you know questioning authority, and all of a sudden, like she had a picture of like Darth Vader on her art, and I just like popped off the wall, and uh, I was like, "Whoa, Darth Vader doesn't like us questioning authority." Okay, um, but yes, yeah, so um, we have her presentations, which are like, when, I hope people have the patience to watch them because they're mm. long, they're like once she gets into it, they're actually really funny and they're actually eye-opening because we actually time traveled while she was doing the presentation and changed things. But you have to watch the whole presentation to appreciate it. And I'm on my way with her to go to Rome. Um, she's actually okay. early right now and I'm heading there in a couple of days. We're making a documentary about, like I said, about art. And um, yeah. yeah, so she, she was an important part of the conference. We've announced the dates for the 2020 conference, it's going to be June 5th, 6th, and 7th, which is okay. a Friday, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to hold it in Connecticut. We're going to, our, our plan now is to live stream it. So if you can't make it, you'll be able to like watch things live. And uh, mm -hmm. so there won't be this big delay. You have to wait months to see the, the, you know, the talks and stuff. You'll be able to see it live. It'll be edited on the fly, much more right. of a, in a professional way. Right. Well, and very interesting. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to be having some, um, some well-known names there as well. So we're working on that. And yeah, it's going to be, it's really like bringing legitimacy. You know, when you right. have people there that are like, you know, quantum physicists or they're experts in their field and they're agreeing and talking, you know, about these same type of things. But yeah, it's bringing the Mandela effect to like another level of awareness instead of right. like, oh my God, you know, blah, 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 just changed. Lyrics to Michael Jackson's song just changed. Ah, what are we going to do? It's, it's more like yeah. a professional way of, you know, putting this forward. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more mainstream, I would guess. Um, but then in a, a positive sense, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, gonna be, it's, yeah. It's, it's on that path to become more mainstream. I'm still yeah. surprised how many people have never heard of the Mandela effect. Like when yeah. I talk to people, I'm like, have you ever, like, like the Mandela effect, have you ever heard of it? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, sure I have. And I'm like, well, what do you think about it? And they're like, well, honestly, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think they know yeah. about it. And then you ask them, they're like, I honestly don't know what it is. So there's a lot of education that has to be put out there. And it's, it's on the way. It's on the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. So thank you very much for this interview. I really um, enjoyed this talk. The time has fl flown by. It's like, or it's already more than an hour, actually. Um, so, um, well, thank you very much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as well as I did, as much as I did. And um, well, I maybe... Just, I, uh, I was going to say, I really like your balanced approach. Like, you're very grounded. You're very careful. You're doing your research. Like, these are all the things that are really... You're not jumping to any conclusions quickly. You're, you know, I really appreciate what you're bringing to the table for everyone. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I also appreciate very much your work and what you're doing, uh, because it's it's good that people with um, with a company, you know, that actually run a company and that come um, come across this Mandela effect during your work, um, that they come forward and that you actually took this enormous jump from. You know, just being a CEO of a company, well, that's not just, of course, but <laughs> but uh, uh, from that to someone who is really talking about a lot of other stuff and and, and, and taking it to a, a, a next level. And um, I think your awakening has been really quick for, you know, for a very short time. So that's something that is really amazing. So um, it's, it's been a trip. It's been a ride. 
and the roller yeah. coaster is like still going it's going up i don't know when it goes down it's gonna be really exciting but yeah, yeah it's right. it's it's not not stopping the train is not stopping no it's not <laughs> so thank you very much for coming on and uh well i hope uh, maybe we, we're gonna do this again and otherwise um well i'm definitely gonna watch all the other videos that you made um uh, for uh, of the conference and um We'll see where it's going with this with this Mandela effect. Yeah, and if anyone's interested, if they just Google like Mandela effect conference on, uh, I'm sorry, right. go to YouTube and type in like Mandela effect conference, you'll find the channel and you'll see the yep. videos as we're adding them there as well. So. What, I'm, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna post uh, a link to your uh, channel uh, of the Mandela effect, but also to your personal, uh, the uh, quantum businessman. Uh, I will also put a link to that. So people can just watch on the, look under the video and they can uh, go there. Uh, as well as on my website as well, uh, I will put the links up. So, yeah. Thank you. Okay, so thank you very much. And um, until next time. Until next time.